we've grown a lot. I don't usually see this perspective. Um, I did go to India, and I'm here to share my testimony. Uh, really, it's on behalf of the whole team, and I just want to throw out that mine is just one perspective, one angle, one view. Uh, there are lots of stories, so f- ask the India team and ask the Philippines team. So, okay. Um, he is jealous for me, loves like a hurricane. <laughs> These are the lyrics that filled the air numerous times, both in serious and lighthearted situations. We left for India wearing the Father's love on our shirts and on our hearts. We had great expectations, and his love was even greater. Leading up to India, I found myself asking God how he would use me and what he had in store for me on this trip. I had been struggling with confidence in a way that I had not struggled with in a long time. I was really being attacked with my identity and had a lot of doubt that God would use me, just an ordinary person like we've been talking about. Some people encouraged me that I would be used in a mighty way, and um, and I agreed and went forward covered in prayer and just asking God for great confidence that he would come through and that I would walk in faith and not fear, as Pastor Marcus had preached. God is so faithful, and he always answers prayers, and he did. Before entering Delhi, God started to raise up boldness in me as well as others on our team. During our flight, God's grace poured out on us as he empowered us to reach out to several of the flight attendants. One of the most... Yeah, it was powerful. One of the most powerful moments on the entire trip was when I walked out of the airplane bathroom to find Mina uh, talking to a flight attendant. And she uh, invited me into a time to pray for this lady who had neck and back pain. Um, And so suddenly, you know, here I am in the the portal of glory, and the woman's (laughs) neck and back were healed completely. And she was so rocked that um, she let us check her her feet, and she was so worried about her feet smelling bad. But um, we're like, God loves you, and you know what? He's going to grow out that leg. And so he did. God grew out her leg. Um, It was pretty awesome. And just to verify it, we were like, did you feel anything, you know? And uh, she felt a stretching sensation in her leg. So that was, I needed that confirmation because, you know, you just kind of look at it like, did that really happen? Um, This was the first time for me personally to lay hands and see physical healing other than a headache going away. Um, which that's awesome too. But uh, I was so humbled and honored that God would use even me, an ordinary person, one who had doubt that he would heal others through me. God's love for the people on the flight began to explode as our testimony went out, as, as her testimony went out as a sweet fragrance. By now, several of the flight attendants expressed a need for prayer and healing. Two other men received prayer and felt the fire of God in their necks and their shoulders. One man who claimed to be a Buddhist... Um, he also received prayer and his neck was healed. And so we asked him, do you want that same love that you felt in your back that healed your back? Do you want that in your heart? And so we asked him to repeat after us and he prayed. Um, We don't know if he really accepted Christ, but he became so giddy. Like there was just this joy bubbling up out of him. And um, the rest of the flight, he was just all smiles. And so we do know, he said he felt a burden lift off of him. So we know that he was definitely touched by the Father's love. Um, there was so much faith on the plane that several other flight attendants asked us to stay back after the flight had landed so that we could pray for them as well. Our flight set the precedent for the entire trip. 
We would recklessly pursue healing for others and know that God's love was thick enough to come down and touch someone here on earth. My personal faith grew to a new level, especially the belief that God would use even me. Our team held two revival services the first day, one at Last Resort Church and the other at Kuki Church Service. Both of these revival services had a different flavor and our sensitivity needed to be heightened, so we entered into the sanctuaries ready to roll with the punches. Our team had really congealed over the course of our training, and we had only grown closer since the healing outbreak on the plane. We were ready to roll. Some of the ministry was tough, but the team pushed through, worshiping in a way that would shift the atmosphere. We were to be, uh, <clears throat> we were to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. During the services, we witnessed God break out and touch some people really deeply. The floor opened up uh, for sharing words of knowledge, uh, just kind of like what we do here where you, you know, say a word of knowledge. Um, on the outside, it seemed quite discouraging. There was not a lot of reaction. But as we pressed in, we began to see God touching individuals. Uh, in the end, we saw about 14 physical healings, including stomach and head pain disappear, arm, shoulder, and neck pain go, as well as inner healing take place. We were absolutely floored and amazed. After the revival services, we headed for the orphanages. The atmosphere of the two children's home was very different. Mary Claire's is much smaller and tight-knit with about 20-something children, mostly from Manipur and Myanmar. <clears throat> Grace Home is across the city with a larger number of children, about 105. And the culture there is that more of a typical Indian culture. For me, the most beautiful part of the trip was ministering to the children, or should I say, the children ministering to me. Upon arriving at Mary Claire's home, I was absolutely in awe by the level of faith and depth of relationship that these children had for the father. We spent time with the kids hanging out as well as sharing VBS songs and skits. I even had the chance to slip over to the slums with Danny and befriend some of the children living among the trash. This in itself touched me really deeply. It, it seared my heart with a compassion so deep that I knew that I would one day return to a place like this. A most powerful moment came... Um, when we were on the roof in the middle of the slums at Mary Claire's, we all began to sing victory and shouted this prophetic declaration all <laughs> over India. There's going to be revival in this land. Everything inside of me believed it, and the children as well. There was an, such an excitement among the adults, and the children began to raise their voices, sending out these declarations. It was so moving. I could feel the father's heart bleeding with excitement and with love. At Mary Claire's home, we broke up into smaller groups to pray, and coincidentally, we witnessed one of the children's legs grow out as another, uh, another child commanded the shorter leg to grow. So, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Many of the children knew who they were, um, knew that they were sons of the Most High, so they prayed with greater authority at Mary Claire's. The message shared was on empowerment and how God can use children to do mighty things for the kingdom. And this really raised the level of praise in the house to a level that brought tears to my eyes. I personally prayed with, a little, with little Rosie and a few other small ones. Their sincere prayers melted my heart. At one point, I had to step back and just watch the children zealously, as they zealously prayed for one another. Who was doing the real ministry here? <laughs> um, after being in a small children's home, we went, left for Grace Home, which was a little bit bigger, and we were ready to pour out more love. By now, I was in love with our team and the way God had woven us together. We truly had become one body, and every single person had great importance and significance on the team. The, the thought of going home and not being around each other 
uh, around these people was a little disheartening, but I knew that living in this kind of love was a taste of heaven. Our last revival service at Grace Home manifested a great outpouring of healing and love. The praise and the message raised up the level of faith to a place that rendered the heavens to come down. The premise of the message centered around Jesus' words, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Our team shared words of knowledge, and then we individually took two children each to go and lay hands on the sick. This was really powerful. Um, We all went into the crowd where some people had come over 50 kilometers away just to come to be touched by God. Um, And, of course, God showed up. (laughs) The glory was thick, thick, thick in the house. You could slice it with a knife. I was once again so excited when the lady we prayed for confirmed that her leg pain was completely gone after years and years of pain. I was so proud of the children and was so grateful that God would use even me. That night we saw about ten physical healings as well as some other inner healings. Uh, It was a testament of the Father's love sweeping across his children. Our trip to India was one of love and empowerment. For me, I realized that God will use a broken vessel such as myself to meet the needs of others. The anointing is not for me, but rather to give away and touch others with his love. I do not have to perform. I only need to love. God will do the rest. For the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is living inside me. It's all his grace. It's all his love.